My name is Scott Nye, and this is Talking Radical Radio. Hello and welcome to Talking Radical Radio, where we bring you grassroots voices from across Canada. We give you the chance to hear many different people who are facing many different struggles talk about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it, in the belief that such listening is a crucial step in strengthening all of our efforts to change the world. On this week's show, I'll be speaking with Vishan Sharemis and Maud Nevore. Maud Nevore grew up in France in a very political home. She left school at 18, and rather than going on to university, she and a crew of about a dozen friends, all of whom identified politically as Marxists, decided that they would make their own autonomous grassroots university. They read, they learned, they discussed, they did grassroots political things together. Nevere also loved rap music, and it just felt like a natural thing to bring that together with the radical ideas she and her friends were filling their days with as a way to help learn, to help teach, and to share in the broader community. About five years ago, she moved to Montreal. At some point, she ended up at a hip-hop show billing itself as the Rap Battles for Social Justice. And she loved it. In fact, she loved it so much that she tracked down the folks who had organized it and insisted that she needed to get involved. Initially the brainchild of a guy named Dan Parker, by this point the Rap Battles for Social Justice events were being organized by a small collective, which soon enough, Nevere joined. Vishan Sharemis's path was a little different. His first exposure to social justice issues was through his mother, who's very involved in activism related to the healthcare system. Then when he was in high school, he got into some trouble and ended up in an anti-violence program where he learned way more about issues. And that eventually led him to get politically involved himself. And he first got involved in hip-hop as a teenager, too. He and his buddies would have a few drinks, do some freestyling. They weren't all that good at it, but they liked it. As he got a little older, he started participating in a major open mic event that's a regular feature of Montreal's hip-hop scene. At these events, he would rap a lot about social issues. Another rapper who heard him perform there invited him to come out to, you guessed it, the Rap Battles for Social Justice. Sheremis was a participant a few times, and then got involved as an organizer. The model for the Rap Battles for Social Justice is simple. They try to do two projects per year. Each one starts out with the organizing group choosing a focus. In the early days, it was often connected to climate justice, but more recently they've done events focused on police brutality, gender struggles, sexual violence, consumerism, black history, and more. And each project consists of a workshop and a show. The workshop is usually held at Concordia University, as the group is funded by the Concordia Student Union and the Student-Driven Sustainability Action Fund. The first half of the workshop is about the issue. It's generally led by an organizer or someone who otherwise knows a great deal about the issue for that project. The second half is a writing workshop, where games and exercises and activities are used to teach people how to write raps. Almost everyone who participates comes out of it having written at least one verse. The other component is the show. It generally involves artists from across Montreal's hip-hop scene, and can also include an opportunity for participants from the workshop to perform. The goal is to put on a good show, to raise awareness about the issue in question, and to raise money for a grassroots group or project involved in the issue. Sometimes they give some space for an activist to share a few words, they always ensure that the venue is accessible, and in recruiting artists to participate, they put a strong emphasis on seeking out and amplifying marginalized voices. 
They are currently putting the finishing touches on the organizing for a project related to climate justice. In particular, this one will focus on indigenous frontline struggles against resource extraction projects. It will raise funds to support the Unistoten camp and the Wet'suwet'en land defenders fighting against the coastal gas link pipeline out west. The workshop will be taking place on March 11th, and the show on March 29th. I speak with Nevore and Sheremis about the hip-hop scene in Montreal and about the rap battles for social justice. Um, Vishan Sheremis, um, a rapper and also a graphic artist. I'm one of the organizers for the rap battles for social justice. And uh, yeah, we do a lot of good work around the city. I just dropped my first album, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm merging my schooling, my rapping, and my social work, if you would call it that, I guess, into one thing. So I'm like really excited about that. My name is Maud. I'm French. I'm doing French rap. I start to organize with the rap battles for social justice, I don't know, like four years ago, four and a half. I've always been a, an activist and a rapper at the same time, but I've never seen any show like that really mixed both of it. And when I saw it, it blew my mind. So I was like, I got to get in touch with the people working uh, for this. That's how I became an organizer myself. Right now, we're giving different shows and also a lot of rap writing workshops on different topics of social justice to all kinds of audience. Like it can be like kids to old people. It can be in community centers, schools, prison. Yeah, the rap out for social justice, like definitely our biggest emphasis. It's definitely parity and equality or equity, I would say, and accessibility. And that's in terms of audience, that's in terms of artists and performers. We make it basically like a strict mandate to make sure that there's equal representation amongst like all parts, you know, like we make sure to have as many, you know, artists of color and as many women as men. We try to have as many queer artists and indigenous artists as possible because there's not any of that representation really, or not much of it rather, in most of rap, right? Even in Montreal, we definitely push for that. And we're like, yeah. we, we fight for that heavily. The atmosphere of the shows are not like the atmosphere of a real rap battle because it's like very theatrical. We are playing characters kind of. We are playing the bad guy. So it's really like a bunch of rappers getting together and building one show all together. There's no competition. It's very friendly, very warm even. How did each of you get involved in struggles for social justice? And how did each of you get involved in hip-hop? My mom does a lot of work within the healthcare system. And so I, I guess I was just raised with this, you know, innate militancy for change. My parents raised me to be always like, if you see something wrong, like do something about it. If you can do something about it, do something about it. So I always kind of had that mentality. And there's obviously a lot of stuff going on in the world. And I always noticed it. And there's always a lot of stuff going on around me. And then uh, I was like acting up in high school. So they put me in a youth anti-violence program called Love, Viva Violence. From there, I really got a firsthand exposure to, you know, a lot more social issues. And so from there, I just kind of started doing more organizational work and more social work. I first got involved with hip hop. It started off as just me and my buddies freestyling, you know, while drunk and stuff. 
that was it, you know, just a bunch of teenagers, you know, just freestyling. And we weren't particularly good at it, but I really liked it. And I've been reading poetry since I would say about 12 when I first started high school. And one day I stopped freestyling or not stopped freestyling, but I started writing raps and stuff. After a while, I decided to pop out of my shell and uh, I did my first urban science cipher. The Urban Sciences Cypher is basically, uh, it's a hip-hop event. It's like an open mic event for not only rappers and singers, but also musicians of all kinds. We do some really, really fun stuff there. So I went up there, and I think after my fourth time going, another rapper approached me. And Nazim is also one of the organizers of the Rap Battles for Social Justice. And mm-hmm. so he said that he liked my content and he liked how I you know, rapped about stuff involving social issues. And he asked if I would be interested in doing a show with them. And so I did my first show with them and I loved it. And then I did a couple more sets with them. And eventually they asked if I could lend a hand, you know, with volunteer work and stuff. And I just kind of started organizing with them from there. The Rap Battles, it's a collective of very different individuals. So Visham and me have a very different life, but other people are part of the collective have different parkour too. And we all have like very different stories about activism and rap. Originally, Rap Battle started with someone named Dan Parker, and he was alone. He organized everything by himself. After two years of organizing this, two or three years, he decided to go on the West Coast to be a teacher. Me, I met him like four years ago and we became friends. And when he told that to me and Nazim, we were like, no, man, you cannot leave. You cannot stop the rap battles. And he was like, okay, well, I'm giving all your the contact, everything. And if you want to follow with it, like, take it, you know. So that's what we did. So me, it's totally different from Vishen. <laughs> we have different age, too. I'm uh, older than him. So I left school really early. I was like 18. I finished school. I left it. And I always been listening rap when I was a kid. And after I stopped school, I had a bunch of friends. And we decided to be Marxist and to make a university by ourselves. You know, instead of an institution, we were just like 12 people making a university. So as we like to rap, and it's a good way to put a lot of content, you know, we use the rap to express the social justice interest. So, yeah, it wasn't like a party or stuff like that under one month. It was very activist. In terms of my family, I was raised by my mother. She had a lot of story with Chilean people. So Chilean that were um, escaping Pinochet regime and that were themselves activists, like to do a revolution after Allende was uh, killed. So at home, it was really this kind of atmosphere all the time of social justice. I moved to Canada five years ago. And when I first see the show, like I was just like, oh, this is my dream come alive. This is so good. So, yeah. That's how I got involved. So what is a typical Rap Battles for Social Justice event like? We try to have about two events a year, and every event will tackle a specific topic of social justice or social change. There'll be basically like two steps to these events, and we like to think of them as projects. 
the first step would be that we have a writing workshop. It is usually held at Concordia University because they're one of our biggest funders, including the Sustainable Action and Ability Fund and the Concordia Student Union. They fund us, so they also provide us a space to work within their building. And we offer workshops. The first half of the workshop would be from an expert and, or an activist that is working in that field. And they will basically give like a crash course on like what's happening and what we could do to make a difference. And then the second half of the workshop is where the rap battles would essentially take over. And we host a writing workshop where we, in fact, teach people how to write raps. Yeah, but it's more like games, stuff like that. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we, we make it like really, really intuitive. It's fun. It's really engaging, honestly. Like by the end of it, everyone usually comes out with a verse and it's like, it's so warm, right? It's just like a small little community and we're all just like pushing each other and working together. I would say a good 80% of the people haven't met each other before. And even if they have, like we split up the groups and stuff sometimes randomly, so it doesn't matter. So yeah, so that would be the first half. And then the second half would be the actual show where we work with artists. We always have a live band. And so the band will perform with these artists and we will all rap or sing about the topics at hand. We do it always in accessible venues. We put a huge emphasis on that. We feel like everybody should be able to come and enjoy this event. We're pretty good at filling rooms. We do that a lot. And it's always fun. It's always warm. Everyone always walks away satisfied. And yeah, the most important thing is community at both parts of the event. During the workshop, we really make the link between the first part and the second part. Like we give the tool to be able to write about the topic to anyone, but from different points of view, obviously. At the end, most of the time, we try to cut the group into groups. And it's like they're going to battle, right? They're going to be different actors of the society. So, for example, on climate justice, on one side, there could be an activist. There could be someone who's not activist. The other side, there could be a blue-collar worker. There could be the CEO of a company, the bank, the media. And they're going to battle from different points of view, with different arguments. From all of this, we want to give like a global vision of what is the real issue. It's about knowing your enemy, kind of. Try to put your feet in your shoes and try to understand every point of view. Be more equipped. About the show, we raise funds. Sometimes we invite people like that are activists to say some words during the show. Who participates? As we are in the hip-hop like field, you know, in Montreal, we know a lot of artists, and we try to really get different artists from Montreal, like from the Oshlaga, the, the east to the west, you know. We try to get people who are already doing activist rap, but also people who are not, but who are interested when we invite them. We also give the opportunity to people from the workshop who feel comfortable and who never rap before to go on stage with like experiment rappers and to speak their verse. For one track, there's gonna be like two or three rappers. So those people are gonna have to compose each other, you know, to meet each other, to do a chorus, 
and to sing it together. It's like people get to collaborate on this topic. What are some of the other issues and struggles that your events have focused on and groups that you've raised funds for over the years? So it started by climate justice with Dan Parker. And then there was one on police brutality, one on freedom gender, one on consumerism. So it was a bit linked with climate justice. One was on the prison brutality, one uh, sexual violence, one on Black History Month. And I think that's all for now. And tell me more about the organizing group and the work that all of this involves for you. Usually on the organizing, it's like about five of us. We're a small grassroots org. We do most of our work in various offices, like meeting with various organizations around the city, or usually Mode's living room, because Mode has the most comfy pad and dogs. We sit down and we tackle things mostly together. Before we really engage in a show, we try to see where we stand in terms of time and just overall capacity and what connections we have and what skill sets we have, et cetera, et cetera. And then we just basically work from there, right? Like Marcel usually, I guess is a really fancy way of putting it, but she's like our community liaison. She has so much connections within various other like activists and grassroots and social organizations around the city. So she's really our connect with everything in terms of that. I would say we have like five of us who have very different skills. We really complete each other. Like some people are more like on the technical part, like the sound and the design of the poster and stuff like that. Some people are more the communication, as you say, like Marcel or even us with Nazim, we know some people. We know different people in Montreal, so that's good because we can gather all those people. Nazim has got a lot of artistic sensibility too. Yeah, we come from very different backgrounds and with different skills. So then it's like really about what time do we have because we also work. So what time do we have to organize? So we share the task. We have to do poster, choose the date of the show, book a venue, choose the date of the workshop, book someone that is going to talk for the first part of the workshop. We make a list of artists that we would like to invite, and we invite them. And after that, we make a set list with the band, the music director. We make a set list of songs that would be interesting for the topic, but using the chorus so the audience can sing with the people on stage. And then we ask the artist to write 16 bars on the topic and to choose a bit. And so that's how, uh, at the end of the day, we do the show. Has the group ever put on other kinds of events? So there's a show we did last May that was a theater that was a play, but in rap, and that was about uh, the borders. We played it at uh, Sala Rosa on Saint Laurent during the International Anarchist Festival of Theater. That was very, very nice. It was like a musical, but in rap. And did that involve a bit of a different process from putting together your regular shows? Yeah, it was different. 
So I've been writing like the skeleton of the play and from it, people choose their character and write their own lyrics, their own verse. So it was very collaborative. We made the, the show all together. It was a much smaller team. We were only about 10. And there was a little kid too playing. It was very fun. So stepping back from your own shows for a minute, how do you understand the broader relationship between music, particularly hip-hop, and struggles for social justice? And why do you think it's important to highlight that connection? It just kind of goes hand in hand, right? If you look at any any form of art, there's always been some kind of like rebellious aspect to it, and it's always kind of you know called into question, you know, the the, the current status quo, right? I always found that really interesting, and I don't think that rap music is any different, you know, especially if anything, rap music, rap music, as anyone knows, it comes from a place of social change. And like, why not continue that, right? Like, it comes from a place with so much theme and so much to say. And yeah, I don't think that times are any necessarily different in the sense that like, we don't have that same anger, we don't have the same amount of problems, right? And I think we should definitely keep note of that. From my point of view, we're doing like specific rap, the conscious rap, I would call it. And this, I think we come back to the roots of what rap was originally. It comes from the Bronx, Afro-American culture. And it was about expressing the issues that are going on. It was to uplift the consciousness of the people, you know, to raise the consciousness of the people. And I think we are specifically targeting this kind of music, but also like the music, you know, it's something that at one point, like make a communal celebration of something that brings people together, like in a way that I would say it's a bit spiritual too, you know, it's activist, but it gathers people in a nice way. To me, it's a really a big connection. Music is, I would say, like shockers during a hard winter. You see what I mean? It warms you, gives you courage and consciousness. What artists, particularly from beyond the local scene in Montreal, really inspire you by the ways in which they bring hip-hop and social justice together in their work? Oh, man, there's so many. Like... Yeah, what era are we talking about? Because, like, we could talk all day about rappers and, like, you know, social justice engagement. Right now, I'm personally really inspired by Kendrick Lamar, a Joey Badass. I think that, you know, the way that they tackled these issues is so, I don't know, it's just, it's so, it, like, the only word it really is inspiring, right? The way they just bring that whole thing together. From my point of view, it's going to be a bit different because my culture is not very anglophone. It's more francophone. On the anglophone side, uh, I really appreciate uh, the Fuji's and Lauryn Hill. I think it's solid uh, based. Then in the French rap, I've been inspired by uh, Fab, Hocus Pocus, Mafia Kenfri, Kerry James, Kenny Arcana, what else? Assassin. I don't have the IAM, but yeah, a little bit. I know IAM is very appreciated here, but yeah, I like it too. 
those are called like underground uh, rap in France. And Dan Parker was pretty inspired by that when he started. Um, it's called Juicy Media. It's not anymore going on, but it started in Australia. It's Juicy Media. And it's two Australian guys that decided to make like news rap. Yeah, it's called news rap. They're like doing a parody of news and they parody a lot of politicians, but everything is full the rap. So there's a beat behind. It's very interesting. So we have a connection with uh, different people, like especially like the Hip Hop You Don't Stop festival. Urban Science, the group. Yeah. They've been the light band of the first rap battles and they still have a connection with us. What else? Lotus. Yeah. Lotus is an all-fab music collective. They've also worked with us, like, hand-in-hand for the musical direction of our show. Yeah. Artists from Nomadic Massive, Calmunity. What are you working on at the moment? So right now, our current show is about climate justice, more specifically leaning towards an indigenous focus. We definitely want to raise attention to that because this country is doing a terrible job at dealing with that. So the whole the whole show basically is in support of the climate justice movement and the indigenous people. We will be raising funds and attention towards the, the Wet'suwet'en. But yeah, so right now we just got all, all the grants cleared. We're currently finalizing the artists that we're working with. And it's mostly artistic vision and artistic direction and execution now. All the logistics are, are set in place. The set list is almost done. The poster is almost done too. Sound equipment is already there at the venue. The venue is secured. The date is secured at March 29th. And yeah, so right now it's just uh, getting the artists together and making some sick music, rehearsing said sick music, and then performing said sick music. You have been listening to my interview with Vishan Sharemis and Maud Nevore of the Rap Battles for Social Justice. They have events coming up in March focused on climate justice and especially on frontline indigenous resistance to resource extraction projects. They'll be raising money for the Unistoten camp and the Wet'suwet'en land defenders opposing the coastal gas link pipeline, and if you're in or near Montreal, you might want to check the events out. There will be a hip-hop writing workshop with special guest Marlene Hale happening on Wednesday, March 11th at 6pm at the Cuperg Concordia office, Suite 205 at 2100 Rue Guy. And the show will take place at Le Belmont at 4483 Saint-Laurent Boulevard on March 29th, starting at 9pm. To find out more about the group and about the events, search for The Rap Battles for Social Justice on Facebook. To find out more about Talking Radical Radio, the guests, the theme music, and the ways that you can listen, go to talkingradical.ca and click on the link for the radio show. On the site, you can sign up for email updates or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, and other platforms. I'm Scott Nye, a writer and media producer based in Hamilton, Ontario, and the author of two books of Canadian history told through the stories of activists, published by Fernwood Publishing. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you tune in again next week. Thank you.